It's time for the Film Crickets with Jay Fortier, Chris Martineau, and Melanie Howerton. On this week's episode, the Crickets join their good friend Ray Osher, and they review the 1986 American team comedy film, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out your Film Crickets are on now. All right. Hey, friends. My name is Jay Fortier. I'm along with my good friends, Chris Martineau. Hello. Hey, hey, what's, what's up? going on, buddy? And Melanie Howerton. Hey. How are you? Good. How you doing? Super. <laughs> Good. And uh, welcome to the Film Crickets. And uh, right now we have, uh, once again, our good friend. He is like, he's becoming a, a guest staple, and uh, we love having him. He's and an all-star. He is Ray Ogier. He's an all-star at this point. Hello. And, and <laughs> now here's the other thing. Um, we didn't get to... I. When this was being, uh, you know, when Chris was, I mean, uh, Steve was doing the intro, um, I had not heard that Ray was doing a new podcast in addition to yeah. New, uh, new England Legends. Yeah. So uh, why don't you tell us all about it, man? Yeah, it's called, and I might have to change this because there's another one, uh, Don't Quit Your Day Job. Mm-hmm. And the other one that I found recently is a little bit more successful. I've already taped shows, too, so I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if I just throw it out there. Anyway, it's um, it's about local musicians, local cover band musicians and how they have day jobs. We all have day jobs, but then at night we act mm-hmm. like rock stars in small local clubs. And So I talk about that balance. You get to know the person behind the mic and then uh, who they are on the, on the mic. And um, we talk about... Things like uh, cover charges and uh, dealing with club managers and who's responsible for getting the people through the doors at the bar is at the band. It's 50 percent, really. But you run into both sides where it's the not the band's fault. It's not our fault. Nobody came. You don't have a good product. Nobody wants to come here. And then the bar manager saying, well, I mean, we have a fine product. It's you guys. You stink. So we're just talking so, about so it's like kind of that. the the uh, the seedy underbelly of the of the local rock scene. Kind yeah. Of. I mean, if you've probably never, ever thought of it, but if you were curious, we'll find out what it's like to be in a local cover band. We're not talking mm-hmm. about superstars. We're talking about the guy that works insurance during the day and plays mm-hmm. bass at night. Cool. That's a, that's a fantastic. I, that's I think cool. that's cool because it's like, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, by listening to your podcast, maybe we come to find out that the problems that the superstars have, maybe we have something in common with the problems that the local guys have. Like they have the same... Yeah, I mean, not to maybe. the same level, but maybe that's a common common ground. You know, maybe who knows? So yeah, and I'm hoping that um, that people will get something out of this anywhere in the world. If you're in a local cover band, you're going through the same issues we're going through here mm-hmm. in Milford, Mass. So. All right, and, and if we'll you see. follow, if you follow here. Ray on Facebook, he is pretty much the mayor of Milford, Massachusetts. He has he has, <laughs> no, he's involved with a lot of stuff in Milford, and uh, and also a self proclaimed self proclaimed IPA beer snob. Um, so. A little bit, for two years now. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, um, so guys, we got we got Ferris Bueller this week. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, um, you know, I, I got it in. This was this for me was a movie in high rotation. It's kind of defined some of my uh, my earlier life. I, I really like this movie, and I started thinking about it before we watched it. And I was wondering how I thought it would progress as I become older. Right now. Uh, so we're going to talk about this in a minute, but uh, Jay and Melanie, I don't know if you've had a conversation about this before, but there are teachers involved in this movie. So did you, my ears weren't ringing, so you weren't talking about me. No, no, no. Behind, okay. No. Like, he's going to say this because yeah. he's a teacher, 
and blah. No, no. <laughs> no. You know, we get off a fuse. Well, no, you oh, know yeah. why? We just, uh, it came up on uh, Breakfast Club because Breakfast you, Club. It, it, Breakfast Club is a lot more serious. Yes. So um, it would be one, uh, I could see people holding on to that one as like a treasured film, like, you know what I mean? Because it goes mm -hmm. deep. So it's not just comedy. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so that means more maybe sometimes to yep. people. I mean, I can see that one meaning more to somebody than Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller is great. I'm not knocking it down by mm -hmm. saying that. I'm saying that, you know, because of the depth, it could really mean more to somebody. And I think, uh, you know, thinking about how you would sometimes be the shadow oh, yeah, sure. guy. Um, and <laughs> Glee in the misery of others. Um, that is, that's kind of my well, bag. Yep. Right, well, right, yeah. right. And, and we were talking about how it would be from a teacher's point of view versus a mm -hmm. kid's point of view. And I was like, so like was I was like, I wonder, yeah. you know. But this, I, I'm not concerned because it's just, it's just a goofy. Oh no, I've, I well, like yes. it's more like, like I just, not even that I was concerned. That's yep. the wrong word. But like more like, I wonder what he, th like what he thinks of yep. this. Uh, you know, as far as sure. Breakfast Club, because I of think you start the... feeling bad for Rooney as you get mm -hmm. older. You feel a little <laughs> yeah. bad for Rooney. And you can relate to him more. Punk kid. What is this well, kid doing? Hold on. Well, we're we're yeah. going to get the, the, the boy breaking yeah. into a house. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> well, let's unpack. It can't feel too let's bad, man. Let's unpack Rooney in a minute. Hold on. Um, so yeah. before, because there are. Never mind the, the sick, twisted actor that. Uh, yeah. Plays mm. uh, a little sketchy. Um, why? What? What? Sorry. <laughs> what, why? What's oh. going on with that? Um, he got uh, something to do with uh, like young boys or something. Alleged. I, I, oh let's God. say alleged. I don't know where we stand on this legally. Uh, alleged uh, yeah, interactions, uh, inappropriate interactions with young boys. Alleged. Yeah. Oh, I never kinda, even heard of that. He, you know, and it's unfortunate because he's in Beetlejuice as well. You know what I mean? You can't watch Beetlejuice. They're like, I'm, uh, I know. I love Beetlejuice. Okay. We have to do Beetlejuice. Um, We've not done that. That's huge, and I they know. have players. All right, so, so look, as we're we're looking up um, child pornographers, let's um. <laughs> okay, in two thousand two. Oh, Jones, we got it. We got it. All right, go. In two thousand two, Jones was arrested for possession of out. child pornography and accused by a seventeen-year-old boy of solicitation oh. to pose nude for photographs. He pleaded no contest. So I would okay. no, I would say no longer alleged. That's not a legend. All right. All right. Super. So I'm feeling That's pretty good bad. now, baby. Not not feeling good about this situation, <laughs> but feeling no. <laughs> that I'm not in trouble for for uh, slander. And him uh, and also chasing down teenagers in this movie. So, um, so let's get into it. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> we don't want to get dark. We want to keep it light. It's a light movie. It is the anti Breakfast Club. So so let's get into it. Um, I want to talk about. So first question we're going to go around. When's the last time you saw this movie? Did you see it in the theater? Um, was it something that you watched a lot when you were younger? Um, what to, how did you identify with this movie when you first saw it? And that's my first question to everybody. Uh, we're going to go to Melanie first, so that's a warning for you. And then you can pitch it to whoever you want. Um, and then, after that, like... the question is, have you ever ditched school? For any reason, under any circumstances, have you I'm ever sorry, ditched school? You're, you're literally going to start with me first, and I zone I out. I don't okay. even know what you want me to say. Uh, one white claw, folks. Just one. Okay, so the... Um, so Melanie, well, I'm sponsored. Not a sponsor. I'm gonna go to Ray first, Melanie, and then okay. Ray can decide. Uh, Ray, what's Although, your history with this movie, and have you ever ditched school? Well, thank you for recapping that for me. No problem. <laughs> uh, let's see. I saw it opening week when it came out. I was 14 years old. 
uh, immediately fell in love with it. I remember being uncomfortable watching it with my dad for some reason. Okay. Because there's some squares in it and there's some a little sexual undertone. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went to see it and uh, I loved it right out of the gate. So I kind of lived my my whole high school years as him being such a big role model okay. for me. Last time I saw it was about two hours ago. Okay. And I've probably seen it 20, 30, 40 times. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose count after a while. But that's one of the, it's one of the movies that just sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Um, did I, I did ditch school once. And so there were four of us that hung out in high school. Two just didn't come in one day. And we're like, oh, where's Shane and Jake? This, this stinks, Woody. Let's, what, what do you want to do? We go through the halls where they're at school. And like, oh, let's get out of here before the bell rings. So we take off. And this is, you know, going to be our Ferris Bueller's day off. Mm-hmm. And we got caught immediately because everyone saw us. Yeah. And we came from a small high school like Ferris. Mm-hmm. So everyone knew we were there. And uh, I think the school nurse was, we drove by her at one point at like lunchtime. <laughs> nice. And we ended up in suspension the next day. Okay. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> so no one, tra- no one chased you down to your home? No, 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 it's nothing like the movies. Nothing that exciting. Okay, like it's... growing up in East Brookfield, Mass. I don't know what we did that day, but it was nothing except we didn't go to a, a Cubs game or a Sox game, rather yep. a Red Sox game. I don't All think right. anybody um, on the history of the world could match Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> you know oh yeah, I mean? we'll like, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he goes <laughs> in a time warp. I'm pretty sure at some point, some it's alternate like, goddamn like dimension, so we can get yeah get this stuff done. All right, Ray, pick who's next. Uh, let's go with Melanie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I don't remember the first time I saw it. Um, I've seen it a trillion times. I watched it just the other day. Um, have I ever skipped school? <laughs> Far too many times. I uh, don't even remember how many times. That's how many times. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> you walked into school the and they went, who's time. that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember the very first time. The very first time was kind of funny because me and my friend lived across the street from each other. And I remember complaining the whole time, like, I don't want to go to school because I got up late. I didn't have time to take a shower and do my hair. I felt like I looked gross. Teenager, you don't want to go to school looking like that. So I remember going, oh, my God, my hair looks horrible. I don't want to go to school. I look horrible. And I was tired and I'm not ready and whatever. I just remember complaining to my mom. So she's like, get out of the house and go to school. So I walked across the street to pick up my friend Stephanie. And I, as soon as I get in the door, I can hear her complaining literally about the same thing. She's like bitching to her mom that there was no hot water and her hair came out bad and she's miserable and she doesn't want to go to school and whatever. And so it was just funny. So we ended up walking down the street super slow towards the school bus and we're like, imagine if we just missed the bus. And then no sooner did we say that, we saw the bus go by and we're like, we we could have ran and caught it, but we were like, (laughs) uh, I remember there was a house under construction and we went and took our lunch boxes and that underneath the porch and ate our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and played dots on paper. Oh my God. And then we went back to the house and we both felt guilty. So we both cleaned each other's houses and we picked lilacs that were a hedge on the side of my house. And we put them in the house for our parents to see when we got home. We were like, okay, that's good. We totally thought we got away with it. We didn't realize that the school called and said, hey, your kid pitched school. <laughs> so um, we, I went, I remember exactly, it was so weird. I remember every little thing. I went over to Stephanie's house. Her mom was cutting up vegetables. And then we grabbed some, like, green peppers and we're walking down the street. And then um, all of a sudden, Stephanie's mom goes, Stephanie, get in here. And Melanie, your mom wants you too. And we're like, oh, God. <laughs> and then our parents tried to keep us apart. We were, like, punished and we couldn't each other so we had walkie-talkies nice wow. and we like would talk to each other across the street and sneak in each other's windows or bedroom windows and 
I'm like, how can they keep us apart? We live across the street and we go to school together and take the same bus together. But, but it was, I remember the whole, that whole first time I skipped. And then I don't remember how many times. Another time was, I do remember one time, we were walk, me and my boyfriend were walking from the school and a cop picked us up because kids our age were supposed to be in high yeah. school. And they brought us right back to school. Because yep. it's the law. <laughs> a, defend, yeah. a defendable right by law is guaranteed in the Constitution that you have how to be in school. How old were you guys? Uh, Oh, yeah, how, I don't remember. No, it was the like, first incident. I'm picturing right when she's originally talking. Like I'm picturing like like later, like towards you know the end of school. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like no, like, I was probably 13 the first time. Because like school. that description was more of like a younger, like you know, like well, you mentioned lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. Was, and yeah. peanut butter and jelly. And we were playing dots, <laughs> eating our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, yeah probably we good. talked That's about how handsome Bo, Bo Duke was on the cover of my lunchbox and. You know, <laughs> oh god! All right. I had I had super friends when I was really nice. little. <laughs> Fuck the Wonder Twins, Melanie. Where are we going next? Uh, Jay. All right. So I saw it. Um, I saw it in the theater, and then um, uh, many, many times throughout my life, and uh, to the point where I didn't even need to watch it for this show. <laughs> I, I got to the point okay. where I was like, nah, You're I don't right. have time, and uh, I'm not going to make time because I know it, and I can't see that I was going to pick. A, a new thing out uh, today, like I was like, nah, mm -hmm. I doubt it, you know. So um, if I get surprised, then okay. But um, did I skip school? Mm -hmm. Not until um, senior year, because I was always like, I'm like I said, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever said this in on the uh, show, but like, a, not a a brave soul when it comes to like adventure of doing like the wrong things or bad things. Like like I just said off the. Uh, you know, before the show that when I was doing interning for a morning show, I didn't want to be the stunt guy that could possibly get arrested doing stupid stunts. Um, because I was always, always worried about consequences. So it kind of took a long time for me to get rolling on that whole skipping mm. school thing. Now my friend Jay, he decided, he was like, yeah, man, we're going to go we're gonna tomorrow. He goes, uh, we'll, you know, pull up to the, uh, parking lot i'll get off the bus I'll, I'll run up to the parking lot and i'll meet you there and we'll go and it's getting like close like within like a minute or two to the end of like you know like where the bell is going to go off type of thing mm -hmm. and i was like i'm going inside I, I, this this is you know not going to happen i'm freaking out and all of a sudden he comes running up the hill <laughs> he's like let's go let's go next thing you know we're sitting at burger king uh eating uh, oh this and that uh, yep. <laughs> and we're eating like breakfast and like yeah man like We'd be now we'd, right be. now. We'd be in the first period, you know, like you know, doing that yeah. whole thing, like that they mm -hmm. do later. You know, realize we'd be in gym right now. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we had, like ended up at his house and uh, um, playing like video games in his room. But we shut the mm -hmm. door and locked it, and like his like stepfather came home. So like we just like you know like the type where you like. Like everybody's yeah, yeah, like breathing yeah, yeah. really, like you know, because yep. we parked around the corner. We weren't parking in a garage, like I mean, or yeah. like in the driveway. We were like parking down the street. And um, now here's the best part: the uh, when when back in the day, we didn't really have much of a truant officer thing going on. If we did, it wasn't like that insane. Um, and they did not call your home at that time, yeah. like in 1990 or 1989. Nope. So. Nope. Well, at least in our town. They did. When I, I know. I know. Yep. I'm surprised. So yep. when you, even if it didn't even have to be the next day, 
you could sit there and write a like you know have a note that said please you know so mm-hmm. I I I think I skipped a couple times and I wrote a note saying please excuse my son Jay for, yeah. no um, coming in from Epstein's mother yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but it was like um, uh, each time he was out this month or whatever you know this quarter he was sick. Mm-hmm. so yeah, it was, that's it. <laughs> it was like we don't, even, we don't just, even take notes anymore we don't give a damn. No, but it was like it was like to the point of don't like just make sure you don't skip any more days past that that day that's going to get you um, like in trouble. Like meaning that the, there's like a certain amount that's yeah. going to get you where you can't like you know you might fail. So like yeah. that type of thing. So don't do that because <laughs> yeah, she doesn't no, know okay. I was out that much. Cool. But all right, I got clever after a while. Sorry. <laughs> So I would like, I would walk out the front door. My mom would stand there to make sure, oh, you're going to school. So she'd watch me walk around the house, but then I would walk straight around the side of the house and sit up, stand up against the wall and wait to hear her get into the shower. And then I would go sneak across the sliding glass door where she couldn't, cause she was already in the shower. She wouldn't see me run across the sliding glass door and go into the boiler room that was in the back of the house and wait in there where it was nice and mm-hmm. heated. And then I could wait to hear her car leave, and then I'd go right back around and let myself right in. And when the, the message came on, I would just delete it. On the nice. That's cool. That's 007 <laughs> shit right there. I like that. Um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll go. Um, so that's when it came out. I think I was about Ray's age, uh, maybe a year younger. I uh, loved it instantaneously. I actually memorized some of the lines immediately. My, my sister was surprised. I went with my sister, and uh, she was, like, shocked that I could, like, she was set a line for the movie, and I corrected her. Like something about it really like hit with me, and then once my it came on videotape, my grandmother pirated it or dubbed it, so I watched it over and over and over again. It was one of those things like you find a new friend. I'm like, you haven't seen Ferris Bueller? You should see Ferris Bueller. Um, and I watched it over and over. You like even just by myself, I would just watch it because I liked it. I'd skip to the parts that I liked, um, but I liked the theme. And and I think everyone kind of wants to be uh, Ferris, and for reasons that that we're gonna hopefully discuss in a moment. And in terms of skipping school, no. So I didn't. Um, I was too scared like Jay. I had nowhere to go. Um, all my friends were in school. Uh, I didn't. Uh, the ones that did ditch that were my friends, I didn't really hang with them that much. So I didn't know where I'd go anyway. I mean, we're all kind of from the woods, all four of us. Like, we're, it's not like it's, you know, I, I teach in D.C. If you skip school, there's plenty to do. Absolutely a thousand <laughs> things to do. Middle of the woods. What are you going to do? Walk around. That's like I tell kids that skip school and they come back to school like once a, or twice a quarter. I'm like, why'd you bother? Just stay home and play video games. Nothing's going to happen. Like you're not going to do well. What are you doing here? So, um, that's kind of where I'm at. It was more of a, I'm a scaredy cat kind of situation. Um, I, uh, I just didn't, I just kind of went to school. I think once I was going to go to school and it was snowing really hard and I like skidded once driving to school and I turned around and I called my mom at work and said, yeah, I didn't make it. Cause the road's slick, even though I probably could have made it. That was it. So I'm boring, I guess. Um, but it's mostly out of guilt and fear because I'm a Catholic. So let's get to it. Um, <laughs> you know, I guess I'm the only crazy Yeah, one. right. That's why I gave up on that. that guilt, forget that. I'm living my life. So anyhow, um, so let's get to it. Let's do the IMD break- breakdown, and then we can talk about the movie. Jay, hit it. All right, here we go. It's time now for the one sentence synopsis from the IMDb. 
A high school wise guy is determined to have a day off from school, despite what the principal thinks of that. The film crickets are on now. I hope you will be lucky and I hope you enjoy the show. So, wise guy, Jay, Ray, you're such a wise guy. Is, it, isn't, is that what you would call? Do we agree that Ferris Bueller is a wise guy? I don't know if yeah. he's a wise guy. Clever. I, yeah. He's clever. Charming, right? clever. Yeah, clever, yeah. Charming. That's like, yeah, he gets away with things because of his charm, I think, not because he's a wise guy. And because he's not a wise guy, he's able to get away with things. Hmm. I mean, right. You know, it, AKA kind of, kiss ass, I would think. He's yeah, set, right. um, I think he yeah. set himself up for that day by being very mm-hmm. easygoing and very mm-hmm. popular with the staff of the high school and with the, mm-hmm. the students. I think that's what led to the, that moment where he was able to get away with all that. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like uh, uh, he, he's a politician in training. He knows who to talk to. Yeah. And again, he knows yeah. how to act and win. Those were my high school days was, you know, kissing up to the uh, to the principal and the superintendent, assistant principal for the moments that we wanted to get out of class and go do something. Well, well you know, let's go get Ray and because he'll do it. And he's a nice guy. And, you know, and all the while mm-hmm. you're doing things behind the administration's back. Very calculated. I feel like I feel horrible saying that now. Man, you're so conniving. Um, all right. And also, though, on, on, on I guess that I want to add that I think he was just he felt like for the most part, he knew more than everyone. Like not not I'm not saying that he was saying that about all his fellow students or whatever. But I mean, he just had mm-hmm. that. I got this. And he knew it. Yeah. Like, you know, that's how he was like, yeah. that's why he even said, like, you know, you think I'm going to let this person get the best mm-hmm. of me? Like, like, because when later on in the movie, when he uh, goes and becomes Abe Froman, the uh, sausage king of Chicago, <laughs> instantly <laughs> says, I'm not going to have this schmuck, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like, get the best of me. Hold on. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and still right. manages in a pinch. To, to, you know, screw with the yeah. guy and then let the guy uh, take over, you know, like send him over to a table and everything. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like pure can, confidence. Can we say that he uh, – all right, so he's got confidence. So we all know somebody that knows how to – that you work with that knows how to work the system, right? Like they, they just know. And if maybe it bugs – or maybe you're that person. I, I know in one way or another I know how to work, like how to do the things I need to do you know, without drawing too much attention to myself where I work. Um, but, you know, maybe we're all that kind of person that we, they figured it out that this is all kind of bullshit. And if we can kind of work through it, we can kind of come through unscathed. But we also know people that do that and we don't like them because they're abrasive or because they're, they're obviously like sketchy the way they do stuff. And Ferris is the furthest thing from sketchy. Mm-hmm. He's, Pretty, like you said, he's not he's not doing anything. He's doing something bad, but he's not doing bad stuff. Can we agree on that or can, disagree can on that? Sweet talk what? his way out of anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He doesn't. Okay. He's not a mean soul about it. He's just he can sweet talk his way out. But if somebody's being snooty or snotty to mm-hmm. him, um, he will get the upper hand and make this guy look like a chump. But I think for the most part, yeah. he he goes with kindness first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that why he has such a contentious relationship with his sister, who is because well, he gets away sandpaper? With yeah, she's so angry. Yeah, he gets away with anything, and that's what she was upset about. And I used to get a, a little tension from other people because I just seemed to get away with things. 
And people don't mm-hmm. like when other people, no matter how nice they are, they don't like when they can get away with something and you can't. Well, it's just because it adds up. You're kind of tallying after a while. Like, wait a minute. He did that six times. I did that once. I got nailed. That's your fault. It's like, I'm, it's like when I get the speeding ticket and everybody else was speeding. Oh, right. It's like, why am I? Why, what, well, oh. I'm just. I'm, yeah. That that's the worst all the time. Well, what about that person? Yep. That guy passed me. Well, I caught you. That's what I get all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I get uh, in Maryland. They have automatic cameras. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I didn't know they were there when I first moved. <laughs> yeah. I'm like four tickets later. And I'm like, but I'm on a highway. Wow. Like how? Anyway. Yeah. So, the, the, yeah, it's it, you, yeah, you, when it says photo enforced, they mean it. Slow your ass down. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. So the, the point that. of that, yeah, oh, it's it's not fun. So mm-hmm. anyway, so the point is that we like Ferris, okay, uh, right out of the gun. Um, he's the original Deadpool. He's <laughs> right down the barrel of the camera. Um, he, does he know he's in a movie? I don't think he does, but he knows it's an audience, which is weird. He knows right? he's in a movie because at the very end of the movie, he does say, like, what are you guys still doing Go here? Home. You know, right. the movie's over. Go home, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's funny because I remember is- thinking how clever that moment was, but he was talking to the mm-hmm. camera the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and then, I love that about it. Yeah. yeah. But then that the happened. I'm like, oh, my God, everything. he's addressing us. Hmm. I'm like, well, he's been yeah. doing that the whole time. I love and that. There, there is, he's talking there is... about Cameron and talking about his parents yeah. and how he's just, I, I love how he narrates the entire thing. And, and not only that, but sometimes he's, because he breaks from talking to his friends and then mm-hmm. talking to us. And this I remember there's one point in the movie where he's he's he, his friends say something and he gets kind of nonplussed and he goes he looks at them like ha, ha, and then he looks at us and goes ha, 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 and then looks back like like he's he's emoting to us how confused he is yeah. like from them to us and it doesn't come across if that's not executed properly does that does that go well in a movie? Like if you don't have the right person for that. You're right. That's going to that's bad mm-hmm. news. I think the fact yeah, that they he, only wanted him for this because they didn't think anyone else could pull it off because he is so charming. Although Anthony okay. Michael Hall, I think, claims that he was up for that role. I read okay. that I heard somewhere. that the only person that he wanted was Ferris. Yeah. Or, well, Ferris was Ferris. Uh, <laughs> <Anthony> Broadway. <laughs> Who is Ferris? Yeah. I mean, he really he's done so yeah. much. He's a brilliant actor, but he is Ferris yeah. Bueller. <laughs> he is. He, yeah, is. I know. he sure um, sounds like him. And, it, and I, I also he, he's not much different yeah. than War Games. One of my other favorite no, movies War before Games, this. Actually, that's a good point. That's let's that's like pre Ferris in his right. uh, earlier years in high school, I think. And and he hacks into the computer in Chicago, much like he hacks into War Games. I'm wondering if that's a nod oh. to his previous character because they're yeah. both likable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, Matthew Broderick in War Games is more of a slacker, whereas I don't get Ferris Bueller's a slacker. He just doesn't he just he knows how to work the system like i don't does ferris have bad grades i don't think he has bad grades i think get he the gets vibe old. that he gets i had bad grades not bad grades but i was a c student but i yeah. got away with that diploma somehow like i probably couldn't <laughs> have but i did Ray, they wanted you to go right yeah that was probably they just it. wanted yeah. you to go you know i'm starting to think that matthew broderick in war games may have ended up in uh, witness protection after that whole mm. incident and became mm. Ferris Bueller. Maybe the, yeah, yeah, whatever his name wasn't with that, maybe they became the Buellers. And, and, and Ray, I think you're tapping into something because the, the, the time frame that War Games happens, that boy goes from Seattle to Idaho back to Seattle in about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. And in, the, and in this movie, in this new reality with the witness protection program 
War Games Matthew Broderick, we go all over Chicago right. in six and a half hours, which is not bad. Time means um, nothing. I don't know a lot of there's no way. Time, means, time means nothing. Time means no nothing. Uh, the <laughs> fact that we're the fact that we're going through the city of Chicago and not hitting traffic. <laughs> And not getting stuck in traffic into a baseball game. Have, Ray, I think I think everyone here has been to a baseball game. They're easy to get in and out of, right? Oh, Particularly yeah. if you're driving. Sure, especially in Austin, <laughs> yeah. Plus, yeah. he took forever I mean? just to get out of the house. I mean, he yeah, right. showered, he talked to the camera. Oh. He, you know, <laughs> he basically he, he went outside to the pool and hung around. And he kind yep. of called his friend a hundred times to get him to come over. And I think, does everybody have that friend that makes you do stuff that you just don't want to do? And then just like Cameron was like, his name is Jay calling. he's going to keep calling. He's going to make me feel guilty. He's not going to leave me alone. He's like, yep. until I finally come over there. And I, when the whole time that Cameron was thinking of that, and he was freaking out in the driveway. I'm like, oh my God, I have a friend just like that. And it's like, you don't take no for an answer. If you, if they want something, they're going to be like, no, you're going. And this is it. Oh. And it, yeah. Until you finally just do it. I, love the I think debate. everybody can relate to that part of it. I love the internal debate that Cameron is having. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. I love it. It's gonna, you know, he's going to keep calling me. He's going to keep calling. calling. He's going to make then me feel guilty. Over. And then, yeah. and then like, and then he cranks the car and he starts screaming. Then yeah. he goes, "Okay, all right, that's it." Yeah. And then he gets out. And then you just see him bouncing in the background, but like in the, in the you know the rear view camera. Yeah. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it is it's genius. And then I love that. Like there's so many. Was, uh... What? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say there's so many. Um, um, like John Hughes does these things that just only John Hughes can do. He can pull it off yeah. and mm-hmm. it, it works. For some reason, you're you're like losing your mind and it stays with you. Um, like the, when Cameron was in Egypt's land. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know. And they all start singing oh, like, but the background lit, my Cameron go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I did that with uh, Shauna and Jean yeah. towards the end as well. And yep. at the end Just of 16 Candles, you remember that one? Thing. Oh yeah. When they go, you hear these like these little like singers going, ha 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 ha, and he's like, she's like, you know what I like the best? My clean clothes shave. He goes, clean clothes shave. You know, like, <laughs> right. like oh, yeah, these yeah, yeah, background yeah. singers. It's just great though. Like, and that yeah. works. Like for some dumb reason, it makes the audience laugh. Like Hughes was amazing. What? Amazing. And Why is it that? Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, let me just real quick, and then Melia, I I just want to ask her because it goes with what they, Jay just said. What is it about that guy that he understands what teenagers understand? Like, what's his deal? Like, he absolutely knows how teenagers tick because, like, the stuff it, when you watch Breakfast Club and you watch Sixteen Candles and you watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off and all those movies. As a kid, when you're watching it, like, you want to be Ferris Bueller. You understand everything about Breakfast Club. Like, you get Molly Ringwald and 16 Candles, like, you, because you're there. He's not there. He's an old, he's my, whatever, he's middle-aged and above. And when, when you're in the movie and you're that age, it speaks to you so hard. And then as you get older, again, I still like the movie. It doesn't speak to me as much as it used to because, well... I'm three times that age now, but the fact of the matter is, it's not it's not geared to me. It's geared to teenagers. And what is it about him that he has the finger on it? Like I don't even know. When I was 13, 14, I don't even know. I know why I like Ferris Bueller, but I don't know why I liked it that much. Get what I'm saying? Like it rang so hard. And I don't even know why. That's impressive to me. That's direction. That's writing. And that's acting. But wow, like that to me is stunning. Well, he has his, his, his thumbprint on that. Even so I'm more, sorry. Even more amazing. I think he 
then switches over to something like planes, trains, and automobiles, where yep. you have a couple middle-aged men who are, yep. you know, one's a father, one's um, recovering from a lost uh, wife. So now you're dealing mm-hmm. with issues, adult issues, that you mm-hmm. can still clamp onto yep. and, and understand and relate to. So he goes from the teenagers relating to them at you know, he's in his mid thirties when he does that, when he writes yeah. that stuff. And then he goes and writes an adult thing, which is still equally as funny. Mm. But you're reaching yeah. two different demographics. I, I it's think pretty he's amazing. a good writer and I think he's yeah. really in tune to people. I really okay. think that's what it is. And he he wrote this thing. What did he write it in six days or something? Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah most of his, his scripts he wrote very quickly. Yeah, apparently yeah. like huh. uh, I don't know, like three different movies he had um done like all together in a matter of like three weeks combined. <laughs> like it was like I want to say like uh, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, and Weird Science or something like, you know, a couple of them, like, boom. Yeah. And he's not the kind of guy that's going to let somebody else rewrite it either. You know, the studio's not saying, let's do a rewrite with these two schmucks. It's a John Mm -hmm. Hughes written movie, and that's it. It's him. It did happen, though. They had to cut a lot out there. It's a two-hour and 45-minute movie. Because he wasn't in total control of a vacation. Well, vacation with I think was his first. Yeah, right. So I'm I'm just saying like he didn't have as much. He didn't have his you know sea legs or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. He didn't have his uh, thing under him. But so you know what's and I'm gonna uh, um, Melanie, you you had a a point for it. I don't want to step all over it. Are you? You're good. Okay. Well, no. Um, the only thing I was gonna say is, can we talk about all the baby talk with his parents? Yes. It's just Go ahead. so over the top, little tiny baby talk with his parents. It's cringy. Like two it years is old. still cringy. Yeah. It is. I love it's you. Crazy. I love you. Yes. Do they, he's talking do they... to bed and talking about the soup and he's repeating everything. And oh my God, it's insane. They do, he does it like twice and it's just insane. I'm so, like, how does so his parents not get that he's faking that? He's what, 17 well, years old and he's talking like he's a baby? What do you think that maybe he has always managed to? <laughs> everything over them as well just like in the same yeah. way where yeah. ray was talking about like you know just he it's not in a mean way it's not even nope. always yeah. it's probably not even always um dishonest it's yep. it's a way for him to get in it works and it's it's mm-hmm. it's something he you know i mean why would you give that up why would anyone give that up if you could do that <laughs> he knows who he's talking to at any given time and yeah. the yep. situation that goes along with that conversation. He's controlling everything. And so, he but, gives people but, what they want, what yes. they want to hear, yeah. what they yeah. want to hear. So, so let's think about that. He is a grand manipulator, which is not a great character trait at all. No. Like, that's a horrible person if, if it were in, in anybody else's skin. But that's because it's, it's true, like who wants to be with a manipulator? But he, <laughs> and he manipulates his best friend. Yeah. Like he and, manipulates and everybody. What I caught this time around was that he was very, he listened to Cameron at the end as he mm-hmm. was talking about his dad and how he's going to have to deal with his dad. And for a moment, it was all about Cameron and mm-hmm. Ferris just kept his mouth shut. And it was probably the longest span of time that the camera was on him that he said nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. very, for some reason, that that stuck out a little bit more this time around being older. I'm like, oh, here's, people that care about each other now now i see it and i mm-hmm. think ferris cared about him from the start that's why he tried to get him out of the house yeah uh, but it was towards the end where i think ferris may have learned something that day mm-hmm. that it's not yeah. all about him mm-hmm. well okay i I'll, I'll agree with you there and and it goes to show when ferris is doing active listening as opposed to just talking to his buddy so he's actively listening right so that was one of the benchmarks of 
of Breakfast Club. Like the big stuff happens when they're all actively listening to each other, right? Not just agreeing. But I guess my what I wanted to get to before is the only Ferris Bueller, he has a small character arc. If Ray, I agree with what you're saying in that he actually may have learned something about relationships, but it's not a strong lesson. No, right? because, it's, then, because then it's all about getting home in time so he doesn't get in trouble. Right. Just like that, it changes. So the only story arc in the movie is Cameron, right? Well, the only character arc. Like, he's the only person that develops yeah, in, the whole, yeah, in the movie, it, <laughs> which just, is weird. Jay said it was just a crazy comedy, which it is. Mm-hmm. But there was a soft spot, and all the dramatic moments were about Cameron. It was looking at the, the photograph or the painting and yes. seeing that lost little boy, and mm-hmm. he's connecting. And there was it was like a... You know, the music going, it was a very heartfelt moment where you yep. you felt for Cameron. And then right. as the movie went on, you felt more for him. But, yeah, he did have the, the dramatic arc. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when he looks at the painting, it's think about it. It's silent screaming, which is what yeah. Cameron is doing his whole life. Right. Just silent screaming. He wants to be better than a Ferrari kind of <laughs> thing, which is really something, right? So the, obviously the Ferrari is symbolic of everything that his father loves. And he is not, which is why we have to destroy the Ferrari, which is a damn shame. But I get it Um, because that uh, car boy on that on that car, I guess that car would normally cost anywhere from 11 million to 18 million dollars for that one car. (laughs) So they didn't want to ruin it. So they made three replicas for that car. So they obviously wasn't the the car, but um. Well, they would go down in history they, as the worst filmmakers on the planet if they destroyed a freaking Ferrari. Right. Uh, yeah. so, but what they know, did was, um, they, they did. They made three of them. One of them wasn't ready for production, you know, when it came to time and filming. But the other two, one of them sold for three hundred ninety-six thousand dollars, and the one that they actually did crash through the, you know, got real bad damage. They fixed it, and it sold for four hundred and seven thousand dollars. Sure. Wow. For Does a it run? Right, but it's because it, runs, it was in they that movie. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. That's no, cool. they restored the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Try looking for like the original Back to the Future cars. Oh like, yeah. There's something about that. Like people are bonkers about that. Can, there's can one I... around here somewhere. I've seen one around here. Yeah. Right. No, but I mean from the set. Like oh, there's like the whole thing about finding the original six or something. Can mm-hmm. I? I I'm going to open this everybody because Ray said something and it's making my brain hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. Because. Um, cause Ray's just the man. No, I don't know. Um, he is, but he just made I'm me think of something. You. So I, <laughs> you can send all checks payable too. So the, so here's the thing. So what you said before, I'm just realizing it now is that when Cameron's spilling his guts about his dad, I think, which is the point of the movie. I'm sorry. That, that moment is the point of the movie. Everything else is very entertaining, but the heart of the movie is Cameron. No doubt about it. Cause he has the most at stake. And he's the one that is the most damaged, right? And even though he's not on the outside because he lives in an awesome house in suburban Chicago, but he's got the most problems of anybody. And we have, we have Ferris actively listening at the end. And Ray says, maybe that's when Ferris learned a lesson about relationships. I agree with that. Never thought of that. So let's think of, let's rewind back to the parade scene, which is awesome. The parade scene is awesome. Again, doesn't happen during the school day, but nah. whatever. Like this, <laughs> come on. Like all this shit's not happening during the school day, guys. Right. So anyhow, a game and a parade. Come on, game and a fine <laughs> restaurant and an art museum. You guys, like, I do the same thing. Like when I'm home from school and it's suddenly ten o'clock, I'm like, oh my god, the day's half done. 
Like, and well, I just they, slept. Wait, weren't the parking attendants busy that day? They could just mm-hmm. drive around all day. There's two of them. Right. Who else is working at that parking garage? There are people coming in and out. There's a parade and a game going on. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I thought of that too. Oh my God. And you know they're making a spinoff? The creators yes. from Cobra Kai are making yeah. a spinoff. Yeah, and then it's going to be the um, what did you say? The two, the two uh, valet uh, guys. Yeah, Mark, yeah. Really? Uh, how they going to do that? They did on their day off with the car. <laughs> yeah, but, but hold on. But but the point I'm getting at is this: is that we're in the parade, and he wants to tell Cameron, like, just relax and have a good time, and he's like, "Look, I'm going to show you. Here's how you have a good time. You take over a parade, and you lip sync the Beatles, and you sing Donka Shane in front of thousands of people, and this is how you're supposed to have a good time." So basically, let's think about this. Ferris, you know, it's a wonderful scene. He's not active listening. He's telling, basically telling a person with depression, hey, just cheer up. Do what I do. Yeah, just do what I do. It's easy as that. And that's <laughs> bullshit. That's not how that works, right? Well, because so, Cameron says, how does he do this? How is yeah. he, how is yeah. he able to do all this stuff? Because right. Cameron can't. Right. Yeah. And it, but the, Ferris doesn't understand that. Just do it. Right. Yeah, just do it. And that, that's kind of neat. You know what I mean? Because... He could have a thousand parades and Cameron wouldn't feel better. Right. Cameron's only going to feel better when he finally is able to say what he needs to say at the end of the movie. But he never would have broken. He never would have broken through his own personal demons without Ferris making him do all this shit today. So he would have been in bed all day. Right. He would have been blowing his nose and collecting tissues and all that shit. Singing weird songs. So like no matter what, there there was a necessary aspect to uh the craziness of ferris like uh, because he if he didn't if he didn't do any of that the ferrari never would have gotten broken hey the one thing that mm-hmm. ferris doesn't also know besides um uh anything to do with like personal relationships or anything is uh the mechanics of a vehicle because you can't just drive backwards and have mm-hmm. uh Holy shit, I just saw a mouse. Dude, I'm telling you, it's What's freaking What's going on around here? It's freaking, wow. like, Ray, you're the mice man. Like, we had a mouse in the last one. I just saw it, like, run across the, I have, a, like, a soundboard over there, and it, like, ran right across. It's like, you're getting brave? I'm not going to go, like, chasing the cats after. Are looking at, the cats are going to like that when you get them That's then. So um, but anyways, um, where was I? Oh, yeah, with the. Um, Talking about the parade. And how Cameron needed to see that. Yeah. But I don't think that was uh, Ferris's intention. It was just like, hey, just do what I oh, do no. and everyone will be perfect. I'm just, no, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I was talking about the vehicle. Um, he doesn't know anything yeah. about oh, yeah. because why? He doesn't own one. That's and, right. And, like, you know, like, he doesn't even have a crappy car to be jealous of. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny that, like, you know, the one thing he's not in charge of is something that, you know, he absolutely has nothing. <laughs> um, one, one question, uh, unless somebody else was going somewhere. I just wanted to go back to the parade real quick sure. before we move on. Yeah, hit it. Do you guys think that he was lip syncing in the movie, not production-wise, because obviously he was lip syncing to both of those songs, mm-hmm. but do you think on the parade they had some kind of sound system that was pumping out Twist and yeah. Shout from the Beatles? Definitely. Or were we yeah. supposed to believe that he was singing those songs? No, 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 because Donka Shane is in a woman's voice. No, it's actually, oh, actually young Wayne actually, Newton. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. I that's always thought it was a woman, yeah. though. So you're, you're not. No, you're yeah. right. It is. I remember it is Wayne Newton. I no, always thought that was a woman. Actual people. Like a, okay. I thought it was a yeah. girl. When I, I, that's right. I'm sorry. It was Wayne Newton. But you can tell it's the actual people that sang it. Well, you can, but I always thought that was a production flub that mm-hmm. they just didn't. They were like, you know what? We can't get Matthew Broderick to sing. Let's just lip sync. We'll pretend it's him singing. Oh. But the two songs are so different that I didn't yeah. know if he. 
if that was something that was happening anyway on the float. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're about to do Twist and Shout. We're going to just play it. Use lip sync. I, I, I feel like ever since I watched it, I always kind of got the fact that he was just lip syncing on the okay. float. Hmm. I, I, like to, I, I like to think that he's so persuasive that he got a bunch of people who had never seen them before to say, hey, you know what would be cool? Could you play Twist and Shout right now? And just everybody yeah. just turns into a flash mob and just is able to like like fucking fame, you know, and just suddenly everybody knows what to do magically because Ferris yeah. Bueller is magical. Right. Um, well, that's, yeah. All the, the flips in the background and everything. Oh, it's great. Yeah. The Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the Blues Brothers. Yeah. I love one. Um, on a different note, I love how like when he's calling people at the high school on the payphone mm-hmm. and everybody's just so nonchalant about like him dying. Like the girl is like, "Are you dying?" You think you'll be alive this weekend? And then he's like, "Yeah, I'd say so." She's like, "Okay, great. Maybe I'll see you." Right. It's <laughs> the kind of the way everybody acts on it is so funny. They think he's dying, but he's going to be everything's fine. Um, that whole Save Ferris thing is—I mean, a band came out of that. Yep. There's a band called Save Ferris, and you can still get T-shirts at Target that just say Save Ferris on That's it. So cute. Um, and when Jeannie sees and she pulls up and sees that Saves Ferris on the water tower. <laughs> Which, by the way, I had her car. It was a 1980-something Pontiac Fiero. Yeah, I had yeah. a, I had a red one. And, and you're still alive. That's great. That's good. I, I think it was it. only Actually, red I and white. Actually, I totaled that, and it was a really, really bad car accident. Yeah, it could have been but, really yeah. bad. But, um, it was really bad. Right. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, really we could have been uh, the three people not talking to Melanie right now with those those Fieros, mm-hmm. man. Um, yeah. But, um, oh, no, I wanted to talk about, like, back in the uh, school, um when first off god who who fakes a death in the family right? yeah. oh, because no, no because the, you gotta think of this for a second if he's going to school tomorrow she mm-hmm. can't most likely <laughs> she's gonna yeah. be yeah. off because yeah. her grandmother yeah. being right. dead right so can I but tell here's you? the thing i have a quick yep. question because i remember this didn't did she have a british accent when she starts talking to rooney she is British. I'm guessing that her she just wasn't a great actress. Oh, I yeah. thought like I thought it was more of a like her just like trying to put on some sort because like you are a beautiful man. <laughs> Thank you for your mm-hmm. warmth and kindness. <laughs> like it was like whoa, what's yeah. up with this? And then she's like, are you kidding? Like when she gets yeah. to the you know, and then they make out, which is yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say it's. And why would you do that and take off like so, that out of hell when you're trying to pretend like it's the father and to begin with? Just to make us right. laugh. So, Ferris is so smart. You know, he's got this whole thing planned out and uh, to the T. And he, first of all, he skips the Bentley that's in the garage, which would have been a smarter choice yep. to take to pick up. If you're a guy picking up your daughter and mm-hmm. you're all snooty, you're snotty, you're driving a Bentley, not a Ferrari. And uh, the fact that Rooney could have walked down those stairs and shaken the hand of her father, mm-hmm. you know, that didn't happen, which it could have. And then the kiss. And the screeching off. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. very messy. And I, I don't yeah. like that part of it because he's so calculated. Yep. And he got away with everything so cleverly. Mm-hmm. That one was just too sloppy for me. I thought that too. And I and I kept it was bugging me. But then I kept thinking all he probably cares about is the fact that he got away with it. He doesn't care what happens later. He got away with it. And now they're off and he can't do anything about it. But I thought the same thing. I'm like, I even wrote that down. I'm like, why would he do that? That's just yeah. so stupid. Mm-hmm. I agree. It looks like they filmed that first. And then as the movie progressed and they wrote a little bit more, it was like, all right, let's make him a little clever, more clever. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, uh, just to bring up Rooney, like I know, look, as a teacher, I'm not an administrator, as a teacher, you know, there are certain students that maybe they get your goat, 
but you know, you don't actively target <laughs> trying to find them, see where they live, follow them around a neighborhood in order to get them into trouble. Um, if you did that, you'd be arrested much like the actor was because that's just, well, kind of creepy. And I got to tell yeah. you, even as much, here's the thing. If you don't, if there's a, a student that you're not particularly fond of because they always get away with stuff or they're a pain in the butt or they make you look stupid or whatever, like the moment they're not in that school, you're not going to think about them. They're like, thank God he's gone. Them. I don't want to think about this person anymore. And you know, you know what? It, like, there is no principle that's gonna. Like, I know. See, that's what I'm saying. Is that it's unrealistic? So don't, don't. Oh, Martin, no, it's just a movie. He's obsessed. Well, yeah. I get it. It's unrealistic because it's funny, and that's fine. Yeah. What I'm saying here is that, like, it's it's kind of in some weird fantasy land. Whereas a, and this this is what I, I forgot my point, but now I'm back. Um, that's how Hughes has a finger on what kids are thinking. Kids think. Vice principals care all day long about when they do bad things, and they don't. As adults, you know, Rooney is not going to, like, once the day's over, I'm going home. I'm not thinking about that kid anymore. But kids think we think about them. Like, oh, I, I bet you I got us go. And I tell my students, I'm always like, I, do you think I think about this when I go home? I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I will think about it between 9 and 3.30. That's when I think about it. After that, I can wait till the next morning. But kids think, like, we live at the school. So it's in that right. same vein. That's how Hughes is able to make that sort of believable for a teenage audience. Because they think that. When that's the furthest thing from the truth. Like, they don't want to think about that child until Monday. You know what, though? Forget it. It's over, you know? I don't know. Both, both, both Jeannie and uh, Rooney are obsessed with him and can't mm -hmm. let it go like so yeah. like um everyone else loves him right you know is and yeah. is affected in a wonderful way those two people uh you know like they won't let it go but either way on for either person it doesn't really overly work out for them i mean except mm -hmm. that if you want to get technical you know like you know genie works out where she does have an upper hand for half a second at the end and then still mm -hmm. who would she rather help out <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she Great loves him evil. enough. It's her brother. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so she does love him. She just hates the, the sibling rivalry and how easy he has it. Why didn't she recognize Rooney? I mean, she was in front of him for a good three seconds. And that guy's very distinct looking. Mm -hmm. And it's a small high school. She walked in the principal's office and, uh, and, and Grace said, hi, Jeannie. Yeah. Who's who are you upset with now? Me or who's been bothering you now? Which I love that line. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. So everyone, it's a small school. Everyone knows everybody. How come she didn't recognize him? Was she so scared, perhaps? Yeah. But she kicked him a couple times. Which and was She funny. should have thought to herself, oh, my God, that's Rooney. What's he doing in my house? The kick was outside. I never liked that. Yeah, three shots. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> There's a couple of quotes that I like, because you just mentioned uh, the um, principal's assistant there. <laughs> she goes, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the murderheads, the geeks, the sluts, the bleds, the wasteoids, the dweebies, the dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Yep. <laughs> like. That was a that, uh, that last part was improvised. That the I know, I heard that. Part. Yeah, yeah. She so was great, she, and, and her hair was improvised. She walked in on set. Oh, it, well, it, she walked in on set, and um, um, John Hughes said, "Oh my God, I love the hair. Can you, we do this with the character?" And nobody knew how to do that in in the hair and makeup department. So Edie McClure would do her own hair every day. So she developed that because she thought that uh, Grace 
thought she looked best in the 60s, so she kept her hairdo throughout the decades. Right. And then And then John Hughes looked at her and go, said, how many pencils do you think you could hold in that that's hair? Great. And that's how that her. scene happened. That's cool. That's so cute. That's yeah. cool. She's always going to be Mrs. Poole to me. Every time oh, I look yeah. at her, I just think of Mrs. Poole. That's hmm. all I think of. Um, the other quote I like was, my best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid who's going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. <laughs> that's uh, Christy Swanson. <laughs> Yes, that's right. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite line is towards the end. It's very subtle. The mom and dad pull up to the house. She goes, oh, she was in jail. I had to go pick her up. Then we get a speeding ticket. And the dad says, I think we should shoot her. Yes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it was just so <laughs> random and so quick and so absurd, too. I think we should shoot her. And that's it. I think- and, uh, you know they got married in real life? They met did. on the set and then got married after yeah. this movie. And Ferris and, uh, and his girlfriend as well, yeah. Matthew Broderick and uh, Mia. What is, what's her name? They were together for a while. Until well, they I killed heard... somebody. No, I mean, yeah, he well, was I with heard it um, was Jennifer Gray. He was with Jennifer was Gray. Jeannie. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's Jeannie. Yeah, yeah. I have that written down. Yeah, they um, they were in a car accident in Ireland, and a couple people died in that, and then yeah. they broke up. And yeah. it was their fault, I think, where whoever was driving. I'm thinking that's why they broke up. They probably <laughs> got into an argument about her or something. Yeah, maybe. That, but that, that, that. Really I mean, that's crazy that Matthew Broderick killed somebody in an auto accident and he's so beloved everybody makes mistakes I get that mm-hmm. but that's one thing that you don't think about like you can think about Jeffrey Jones yeah. as the child molester the you know the guy doing creepy things but Matthew Broderick did something pretty horrible too yep. yeah <laughs> I know it was I, when I was doing the research for this I'd never even heard of that until I was looking that up just yeah. It actually, um, and I don't mean to bring this down. No, no, no. It gave like, uh, Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer Gray had survivor's guilt, so uh, she was there. She was feeling that for a long time, which, which is why we I'm haven't sure. seen her in forever. And then finally, um, you know, she. Uh, what broke her out was they asked her to be on Dancing with the Stars, which she didn't even want to do. Um, and then I don't know if it was her kid or whatever that convinced her, and she did it, and that sort of broke her from like some of her shell to. Well, do you remember maybe about 20 years ago, she made a show. It was almost Seinfeldish, and she played herself in that show. So it was a, about a bunch of friends, and they all knew Jennifer Grey somehow. And she just, it was almost like a James Vanderbeek playing himself in the B from Apartment 3C. Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, and she had gotten her nose done mm-hmm. in between. Right. And it just wasn't. Oh, right. Nobody so recognized her. Uh, it was endearing, yeah. really. Like, people loved, loved it as a part of her look and oh i thought she was beautiful in uh, her earlier years mm-hmm. and she still is but sure. I, yeah, I, she it, is. you know the faults and everything the flaws yeah it was her <laughs> in, insecurity like though <laughs> like i'm perfect Sorry. her flaws you know what let's talk about um ben stein who was <laughs> yeah he, he had a small role but so memorable yep uh yeah. you know with the not only the because we do it bueller <laughs> Bueller. No. Oh like, yes, I love him. I uh, have that written down. Too. Right. So not only that, but I, what I love is. Somebody doesn't answer you. What do you do? What? He's somebody doesn't best. answer you. What do you do, Jay? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You say you. Bueller as a, as a response <laughs> because like they're yeah. waiting forever. Yeah. Um, what I love is, um, do you know that story about who he's like something D O O economics? Yeah. Voodoo. Yeah. Voodoo yeah. economics. Anyone? Anyone? Right. So he's doing that. And I, I remember, like, they, because he's very smart. I mean, he did a show called Win Ben Stein's Money. Mm-hmm. Um, on, he was like, a campaign Trump. writer, I think, for multiple presidential campaigns. Yep. Right. And then they they wanted him to give, like, a little presentation on something of that sort. And 
he's doing it like during like I think the like the dress rehearsals or something whatever it was and he says it and everyone's just laughing hysterically like like in mm-hmm. you know like big round of applause and he's like wow I taught them something and then I realizes that they they applauded because it was so freaking boring. <laughs> like it's just because of the delivery. Yeah. And and you know, I mean it's just, you know, the subject was just so like mm-hmm. but um it was just even crazy. that other teacher too was really good. In what way? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and he, oh yeah, he's doing he's like rubber so it's showing again. It's showing that it's it's tapping into how kids view teachers. There is yeah. no no one here had Ben Stein as a teacher. No one here had an English teacher that that very much did this. But we can take it as a caricature of a teacher. You know what I mean? Like, right. if I'm a, I'm a physics teacher, teachers. like if I'm a physics teacher, you're probably picturing me with a pocket protector. And tape between here and a goofy necktie with like a galaxy on it. That's the furthest thing from me. But that's what you're picturing, like some nerdy dude. Yeah. Even though I am a nerdy dude, but um, I like to have a little more sway than that. But that's what they're picturing. Again, it goes back to John. He's knowing what kids think school is like, even though that's not really the truth, kind of the thing. So I don't know. Well, I'm defending one Ben Stein. The funniest parts of that is the kids' expressions to all the teachers. Yep. With their bloodshot eyes and they're not blanking yep. and they're drooling everywhere the and they drool. just have this mm. they're in a like a zone and they're not even knowing what they're doing. They're falling asleep on the desk. Yep. I love so that funny. one. The drool with, with the cat the kid yes. waking up like in the, yes. the, all that puddle right there. Just... Everyone's like Oh, but he woke up because of a <laughs> of a of a scratch on the chalkboard. Hmm. Yeah. Right? How yeah. how school is that, right? Hmm. I woke up because <laughs> of squeak. Which yeah. makes which you want to no, punch babies. No chalkboards anymore anyway, which is no, great. thank um, God. Did you guys, I was trying to say earlier, did you guys notice the license plates throughout the movie? No. Uh, nervous. I noticed that one. Yeah, but there was also um, uh, F, uh, 4FBDO for um, Failure Spielers Day Off. Oh, okay. There was um, MMOM for Mr. Mom. There was V. Um, CTN for um, National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, wow. And there was um, the Simple Minds poster um, in his room um, for the Don't Forget About oh. Me song oh, from the Breakfast cool. Club. He had yeah, the coolest room, by the way. Oh, I know, right? Oh, yeah. That was modeled after John, uh, John Hughes' uh, bedroom, I guess, as a kid. Coolest bedroom wow, ever. I imagine it would be very yeah. similar. God. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say that we didn't say when we did the Breakfast Club was that that high school was uh, same high school that they used for um, the Breakfast Club and uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was the same one. It was already a high school that was closed down. Okay. And then they redid the inside for both of those movies and they shot them like right right near each other. Oh, cool. Didn't know that. And of course, that fictional town of Sherman is in Sherman, right? That's it. Yes. Is uh, in all those movies. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Shermer, I think, with the R. Shermer, Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a so we had a a birthday party at the house yesterday. It was eighties themed, and one of my friends came as Kelly LeBrock. So she had the Shermer oh athletic department shirt on and everything. It was cool. So That's we can awesome. say that they are yeah. in the Shermerverse. The, who, yeah. the Shermerverse. Yeah, absolutely. All right, fantastic. And, um, I'm gonna look that up. That's not a thing. You got a coin. Uh, I norm- that, I normally try not to give too many on the the teaser side because like so many things have fallen through like you know like right after i tease it like hey next week we're doing uh mr mom and then then like the guests can't make it and it's like damn it no we're not doing mr mom you know so like the last per the last show somebody was you know we, we promised one thing and then it's like hey it's uh 
48 hours, everybody. It's like, yeah. Like, what, what happened to Mr. Mom? Um, and, um, what, but we, Ray has agreed to do weird science with us. Oh my God, um, I love that. Which in, in the future, which is like very cute, very, very, not, not very cute, very cute. soon, uh, very <laughs> right. cute. Wait, whatever. Um, <clears throat> we, we can say it's cute. We don't know. Right. We haven't watched it. Uh, Good point. Uh, no, we have. But, um, no, but like soon, like in a couple of weeks, we're going to do uh, um, weird science. So cool. Mm. I love that. I've never uh, seen it. That. I have never seen it. You've never seen it. Oh, Chris, not all of it. Not all of it. He's going to drop the bomb oh on God. this. Not like Clue. Yeah. I'm sure I won't drop the bomb like Clue. Oh, God. No. Who likes Clue? Um, God. No, it's just that, like, <laughs> this. Friends that swear by it. I don't know. Even though it. he's going to, even though he, you know, we're not going to get deep, but, like, even though he has a finger on the pulse of teens, mm-hmm. this is a whole other ballgame. Yeah, I know uh, that. It, oh, it, I understand that. You know who else had their finger on the pulse of a teen? Yeah, go ahead. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jones. Jones. Boom, there Sorry. it is. <laughs> 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 I get that. I wanted to show you something from my 80s past. Um, if you notice um, with Sloane's answering machine when she's when they call and it's talking about how they had a death in the family, do you remember that yeah. part where they show yeah. her answering machine? Right in front of it, there's something right in front of it, and it's basically these that I've saved forever. Are you serious? Oh my oh, wow. god! <laughs> I remember those. What is? Do you remember those? What is happening? Yeah. What is it like? A some sort of keychain? Just charms. I mean, my God, there's yeah. yeah, there's charms. I mean, I can't even. There's just too many of them. Wow. But, but that and like the uh, the jelly uh, jelly. Oh spoons. yeah, the ones that. Yep. Seven up. Yeah, my God, I had a bunch of. Melody, those. when awesome. do we get to see <laughs> yeah, the slap bracelets? I, mean, I noticed this and I was like, Oh my God, I have those. I still have them. They're upstairs in my bedroom drawer. Oh, one That's other so question. Uh, I I like how he he thought um, of everything, you know, for all the little right. cover things, and I love how he has a second line. Gives the phone number, uh, like calls, leave a message, and says, you know, I'll, you know, you can reach me or puts oh, yeah. puts it on the answering machine. You can leave, reach us at this number. When she's saying, you know, like you know, there's a death in the family. We'll be over here at this. Boom. Uh, they they call it up, and it's it's Cameron Cameron's voice <laughs> saying, well, you know, we've reached the mortuary. We'll call you back as soon as humanly possible. But the funniest part is they have this evil sinister organ in the back right yep. <laughs> well, now, what, what happens if like a family member calls sloan's house right that's what i kept thinking the whole yeah. time mm-hmm. the whole time i was watching this movie uh, every time i've ever watched it i thought that it's, somebody else is going to end up calling there it's not just him mm-hmm. yeah how they can explain that I, and you know his his uh his recording at, at home does backfire you know it's great the first time but then the second time when he hits the uh, doorbell, it backfires. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it wasn't perfect. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. Um, I do love one, one last thing uh, from from me anyway before we go to final judgment. I like when uh, he's running through all the backyards, still has five <laughs> seconds to turn around and say yep. hi to the ladies. Yep. <laughs> I am first. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Cuts through well, someone's also, who home. Who brought all the flowers in the house? Who the heck brought all these flowers into the house? The door's locked. Yep. A, a person who's delivering okay. flowers can't get in your house. And when the parents come home, Jeannie and and Ferris had just gotten home. They open up the door and there's all flowers in the foyer and all going up the stairs. Who did? The, who the hell did that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, Rooney got in at one yeah. point. So <laughs> he's not going to do it. <laughs> he did, except for for one of the orders, because the, uh, the the guy uh, honks the horn. Like, yeah, but he fed it to the dog to poison. Right? Him or no, something. I'm just saying he took one. Of them. Um, or knocked him over like, the head. Yeah. I think he knocked him over the head with a vase or something. Yeah. we laughed out loud with the bam 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 bam. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the, uh, the uh, they send him some sort of a R-rated freaking uh, stripogram oh. thing. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here to restore your pluck because I'm the nurse that likes yeah. to in the door. <laughs> yeah. She's like, give me a break. Well, and the other thing, too, when the Sloan was in the taxi, why couldn't she have just turned her head like this? Why would she need right. sunglasses to look at the dad? And wouldn't the dad recognize her anyway because it's his, it's his son's girlfriend, and I'm sure he's seen her a billion times. How are sunglasses? Is it like a superhero where sunglasses no. are just going to hide who the person is? You know, it's a superhero. They're just going to put on a different hairstyle, and then you don't know who they are. I think glasses, that's more but... of um, like a, a, a. And then she was blowing kisses at him too. Right. I thought that too, but I think I think she was a high school girl, like a school girlfriend. I don't think Ferris ever brought her home, which I don't know why. Right. And maybe they weren't together that long. I mean, you remember when you started dating somebody back then, you were going to get married after a week. Yeah. Like, that's how serious mm-hmm. you took it. But it was a girlfriend that you just really saw at school. Yeah. It's, it's Sometimes yeah. it took a while to bring a girl home to my house. Sure. But I still wouldn't risk it because it's a small town and a small school. Why wouldn't the dad? Oh, I know her dad. Why? Yeah. He's going to recognize her, I would mm-hmm. think. Unless would it's think. Uh... Well, obviously, I think that they, they were worried that he was, she was going to be recognized because they gave her a pair of sunglasses. Right, right. To use it as a disguise. So. But I think it's also an indictment on the parents of like, so like they don't like fully pay attention to every detail of their yeah, children's maybe. lives, True. especially in the eighties. Well, they were not helicopter important. parents back then. No, this is what we made parents out to be right. in our heads. Mm-hmm. How dumb they yep. were. Right. We were going to be able to, you know, put anything over yep. them, mm-hmm. just like the teachers. Right. They didn't know and shit. We saw our parents like the Buellers, right. who were nice people, but not the brightest people. Right. In so the world. for John, for or Ferris running right beside his father's car on the way <laughs> yeah. home, and his yeah. father looks at him and he's like, "No, in, I don't think in I the Shermerverse." In the Shermerverse, <laughs> the nice. the parents are either dumb as a box of hammers, or they're ruining <laughs> their children's lives. That's it. There's no in between. <laughs> right. In the Shermerverse, those are yeah. those are adults. And eventually, what the Shermerverse doesn't address is that these people are going to grow up and become their parents, equally clueless right. or equally belligerent. One of the two. And I think that's why we need to see. They keep talking about a Ferris sequel, but with all the reboots, with the Top Gun mm-hmm. thing, I think they could do another Ferris now. Yeah where he forgets who he was and he's trying to find his daughter because she took took off for the day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, throughout the movie, he realized, oh, wait a minute, I was you at one yeah. point. And I think that I'm sure they've thought that would be the best movie ever. That's yeah, they tried show. that movie. It was called yeah. Hook and it was terrible. All right. Um... <laughs> well, you know what? Um, the people who did Cobra Kai, I did not hear about this uh, uh, thing for Ferris Bueller, like, you know, like the reboot uh, in any way. But um, oh. uh, but the, the fact that those people that do Cobra Kai, um, I can't think of his name right now, but one of them is the person who did uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, and that's an all-out oh. 80s. Uh, love that movie. I do love that movie. I think um, they would do it right. I, I yeah, love Cobra like Kai. I love Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, so that guy knows... Um, how to do it like you know what i mean like yeah. 80s and nostalgia and bringing it right back to the fans so yep. i uh i have a feeling you know with the, the two parking garage guys it'll be funny yeah i don't care mm-hmm. they'll, yeah. they'll pull it off so yeah. you guys want to do final judgment yes this, this show whipped by I, whipped by i just have two yeah. quick things before we do it um do you guys know that when they when ferris and cameron first went to the garage to go take the ferrari out there was two cars in there yeah there was that really old car in the background, that green car with the little round lights. Yeah. I don't know what do you what actually. There's three. It looked like a, like a Model T or something. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, old. Yeah, it was in the back to the right hand side. But 
When they go back there later on, there's no car there. It's just literally gone. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. But and there then, is a um, Bentley, too. There's a Bentley to the right of the the, the Ferrari. I like that. You just see the corner of it. And I thought to myself, that's what a distinguished guy who Cameron mm-hmm. was, you know, portraying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would drive that to pick yeah. up his daughter. And then, yeah, uh, it looked like an, oh, the other one was like it was an old Model T or something. Some, yeah. like, something like that. It was green. Yeah. But that was missing. Hmm. Um, and then the other funny, just real quick thing I want to say is Charlie Sheen did not was not doing drugs at this time, but he wanted to look like he was strung out on drugs. And I know if you read this already, but he, um, so what he did to make himself look like that was he stayed up for 48 hours before filming to look out like, to look like he was like this strung out. Nice. For wow. the part. You know, you can just yeah. rub your and eyes really not... hard. That too. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. drops yeah. or something. Yes. And yeah. real yeah. quick, and I, you know, we can keep talking and talking and talking about this stuff, but his character was supposed to be bigger. They had a whole backstory about him and his family and his name oh. was something but the 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 name on the um on the tow truck is his last name so the Ah. family owns the tow truck company comes from a bad family and there was a scene shot where ferris was friends with charlie sheen's character in junior high and the guy went a different path and ferris couldn't save him so that was maybe a reason why he was always trying to help cameron so it's a weird backstory about that small little Charlie Sheen character. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if that was in part, like I said, like the movie was two hours and 45 minutes and they had to keep cutting it. I wonder if there were some parts in there. Oh, wow, because it's not. How long is it? It's an hour and 45, yeah. maybe? They had to really cut it. They had to cut it a lot. Well, how come we haven't seen the director's cut? Oh, I don't know. Wouldn't that be pretty Zach cool? It's so much more cool. <clears throat> it's a four-hour version. Yeah. Of- well, it's like uh, <laughs> it's the, the whole school day. Club was the same thing. It was like three hours. Wow. The Snyder Cut is the whole school day. Six and a half. All right. (laughs) Let's do it. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right. Now it's time for final judgment. Up until now, everything was an opinion, but now it's time to stamp it into fact. Um, So does this movie stand up to the test of time? We're going to go around the room. Uh, we'll go as quick as we, uh, not as quick as we can, but we'll be as succinct as possible. Um, I'm, if you don't mind, can I go first? Does anyone mm-hmm. have any sure. objection? And then I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to lob it over to somebody. So the other three get ready. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, all right. So, so here's the deal. Um, again, the movie is, uh, this show is about not whether or not it's good, whether or not it's what it holds up. It's a good movie. It's entertaining as all get out. It's funny. It's tender. Um, all the characters are likable that are supposed to be likable. Um, it's really hard to say it's not a good movie. I would say, though, that it does not hold up for the following reasons, not because it's not funny. I'm not kidding. Um, I think it's, and here's why. Here's my take. Get ready. Again, it's a great movie. Didn't say it wasn't. I recommend it to everybody. What I'm saying here is that if you made it today, the Hollywood would not get away with casting all the white people in this movie. Um, there's zero diversity in this movie. Um, and the only diversity is from the parking lot attendants, near as I could tell, right? And that, I think, is where early 80s movies, again, no one was talking about it, but we're in a more inclusive age. And um, I think to make it more believable, particularly if you're, I, don't, I know you're in Chicago suburb, but like a little diversity would be dandy. And I think it would speak to more people if... Again, I'm not saying you shove diversity down people's throats. I get it. Like, I'm not that guy. However, if you're going to remake this movie, 
or if it's going to stand up to the test of time, you have to acknowledge the lack of diversity in the movie a little bit and maybe cast some other people rather than in the roles that they are. So that's the only way that it doesn't hold up. It's, it's the, it is the foibles of suburban rich white kids. And that doesn't really hold up. I'm sorry, that part doesn't. Um, I didn't say I didn't like it. I didn't say I don't identify with them. Um, but I'm just saying that from a diversity standpoint, um, I think it, again, if you're going to redo it now, if you're going to do it now, you're going to have to address that. That's all I'm saying. It's, that's it. That's the only thing I'm saying it doesn't hold up. So, volunteers or shall I pick? Who's going next? Go ahead, Melanie. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but I did see that when they did have the parade, there was a lot of people outside okay. that was dancing. All right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, more kids maybe in the school and yeah. things like that. But the, I think the other reason why I didn't have that so much diversity was because it was just a couple of friends that were going out sure. together. You know what I mean? And it was just their day. It wasn't like mm -hmm. they were, I don't know, like with just a, a ton of people. It was kind of just like their little thing sure. that they did throughout the day. I agree. But, but yeah. I, Suburban I did. Chicago, too. I mean, I grew up outside of Boston and we, there was no diversity yeah. in my eyes. Oh, I'm, guys, I'm just saying like from a Hollywood standpoint, like it just – Oh, now if they that's were what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, I'm not saying yeah. it's not realistic. I'm just saying if they're going to make the movie yeah. now, they it just wouldn't fly. Yeah. That's all. That's all. I'm saying. And they do that. They yeah. do that with yeah. Annie, the remake of yeah. Annie. They did it with Footloose. They, anytime they do remake something, Adventures in Babysitting, mm -hmm. and they'll make a, a, a remake of this on Disney with, you know, all sorts mm -hmm. of diversity. Mm -hmm. So okay. So, okay. So, um, and you know, I constantly bring this up, and I'm sorry about that, but um. But yeah, of course, my teenage girls love it, and their friends love it, and um, I feel like everybody knows this movie. Like everybody, even like all of all ages, like this movie, and they watch it constantly. There's just so many funny parts in it, and there's just so many quotes from this movie that is that is timeless. So much comedy from this. Like somebody could just talk about a billion quotes from this movie all day, just like the quoting of certain scenes. It, it the movie is kind of all over the place. There's so much stuff going on at one time. Um, I don't know. I, I do. I have to say it holds up just because I, you know, not just because I love it, but I feel like if it came out today, the way he's narrating the thing and the way he's still getting away with skipping mm -hmm. school and, and kind of pulling stuff over on teachers and his parents and, and things like that. And just having like this, you know, every kid dreams when they're at school. Oh my God, I hate being here. I wish I could just sneak out of here and have this fun day out of here and dream of what they could possibly be doing if they weren't sitting at this desk right now or not in gym class right now and doing something else. So I think it still would hold up to this day just because I think it would still relate to so many people for the same reasons it related to people back then. I think everybody can relate to certain characters in it or just the fact that they wish that they could just ditch school and have a grand old time somewhere and do something fun. So um, I, I have to say that, and, and I am, you know, a lot of times I can be more critical on different things, but I, I feel like this sure. would hold up if it came back out again. I think people would find it pretty oh, yeah. amusing. All right. Melanie, pick somebody. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we were lucky enough to get so many quotes that we still use on a daily basis, the Bueller, the Bueller, that thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get, actually, we get two Grace references from that time era. We have Grace, the blessing, mm -hmm. and we also have Rooney, the way he says, Grace. Mm -hmm. I use that all the time, and I don't know why, but it just seems to come out of my mouth from time to time. <laughs> um, I think... <laughs> the blessing. Um, Grace, the blessing. Um, 
I don't think it holds up because today's day and age with technology, we have cameras, mm-hmm. we have track my phone. Um, oh, we used right. to get yeah. lost in the 80s. You know, we would go out. We had to use mm-hmm. pay phones to connect with friends or wait at McDonald's to see who's yep. doing what. Um, so I think if you made it today, there's too many variables with technology that would, uh, that would prohibit him from getting yep. lost and mm-hmm. his friends from getting lost. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, otherwise, I think it would just be a difficult remake to squash those yep. issues. Uh, but I do think it's timely. I had to explain it to my kids the first couple of times, but they're 14 and 11, so they're coming up on that age. But I had to stop, which is very annoying watching movies with dad. I had to stop and say, well, this happened because mm-hmm. of that, and it doesn't happen anymore. But yeah. back then, we used to do this all the time. All right, play. Yeah. And I ruined the experience for them. But my son, who's 14, loves it. And I think we're smarter. I think, you know, we were smarter than our parents. Maybe we weren't. Maybe I'm just saying that because we all thought our parents <laughs> were dumb. But I think it's harder for our kids to get away with things now because we had Ferris Bueller. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we know all yeah. the tricks. Hmm. Yeah. So that's my, that's my take. And I'll pick... Um, <laughs> Uh, the mouse. Okay. Yeah. No. The mouse is going to. If you picked up that mouse me. right now in your hand, I would laugh my ass off. Oh. Like mouse. <laughs> and you just see his little head. Challenge. That'd be great. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, that would also be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Trump <laughs> freaking bite me in the finger. Um, okay, but so. you turn into a super that happens, yeah. right? <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's tough because he's lactose intolerant. Uh, <laughs> All right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so obviously, like, I mean, I agree with you, Chris, about uh, those details. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it holds up in the sense that people today, kids today still get a kick out of mm-hmm. it. You know, like they would have fun watching it regardless of things that don't, um, you know, like there's, there's no phones, there's stuff, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's things that are missing that they have, uh, you know, the computer, the video games. Um, but the comedy is there and I, I just think and he's still getting away with stuff that they would love to get away with sure. so therefore he's speaking or that this movie speaks to them um so i think overall and by the way i think if you made it again today you could make it set in the 80s oh you could with yeah. Yeah. inclusion yeah. yeah like you know what i mean like you could with with more inclusion and whatever so you could set it in the 80s and therefore um, you solve the problem of the of the of the tech issues that would be the overall seeing eye that would like be like hovering over everybody today. Uh, you know, like the facial recognition software and uh, all this. You know, like everybody's got a cell phone and tracking, and you know that that's got a GPS on it. You know, that would make it very hard to to create for today. So therefore, you could just set it back in the eighties and just do it. Um, Make sure things are, uh, I don't know, kosher today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you could set so, it in the 3000s I mean, and we'd all talk way. to each other telepathically. <laughs> do that way, too. <laughs> Just saying. I feel like that, too. I feel like when I'm trying to, like, see if it stands up for today, I never think of, like, the technology stuff that you guys do. Like, I never think of like that because... Again, I've said it before. I, I when, when I'm trying to figure out if it holds up today, I just try to think if somebody would sure. like it today. Not... You know, not if there's things in there that wouldn't make sense now, because, again, I've said it before, just because we are so much older now, it, it's kind of like the 80s are cool now. And like, and, and I know you don't like it when it, I just feel like it, there's so many movies and series that are coming out now that are set back in the mm-hmm. 80s or 
even in the 90s when there were things that were set back in the 70s, we realized that when we were watching these movies that they were in a different mm -hmm. time. And mm -hmm. we never thought, oh, this doesn't hold up now because things are mm -hmm. not like that now. We just thought, oh, that's cool because it was like different back then. You know, I just kind of look at it like because we're so old now and we're looking back at it and our kids are watching it now, they, they realize that it's mm -hmm. in the 80s and things sure. weren't exactly the same. So I just kind of look at it like that. I'm, you know, that's, that's just cool. how I'm looking at it. That's, that's what. Now this is not live, but we are recording this the day before I turned fifty. Ah, oh, by, the, by the time it comes Happy out, birthday. Happy birthday! Thank you. Uh, um, how's so, it feel? With that? How's it feel? Oh, it feels like I'm still uh, twenty something in my head. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't. I, I hit that landmark myself. My wife last week. Yeah, so. it's, it's oh, no, it's fine. I, I I refuse to uh, grow up mentally. Like yeah. sometimes. No, uh, everybody thinks like in my head. I'm 24. Right. Well, yeah. how old do you think Ferris's parents were? Because looking yeah. at them, watching the movie, I'm like, all right, those are those are old people. They're probably 50, 55. No, they probably need, didn't yeah. even hit 40 yet. They're probably, yeah, right. they're probably our exactly. age. So that's all right. Yeah. Cool. Crazy. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right, folks. Uh, uh, by the way, we are doing uh, we're doing the major uh, YouTube shift for this uh, show, so we're doing that uh, a lot more mm -hmm. and. Um, we basically, really, if you can like and subscribe, that is huge. It helps the algorithm. It helps people uh, learn who we are and gets the show out there. So, And if you're listening on uh, podcasts, please uh, maybe rate and review. That would help us, too. So, uh, Ray, why don't you uh, tell everybody once again about your podcasts and how to find you? Uh, New England Legends podcasts are newenglandlegends.com. You can find us on all the platforms. And then my new podcast, Don't Quit Your Day Job, about local musicians is coming out on uh, September 2nd. Super. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. All right. I'll have a great week, everybody. Uh, Melanie and Chris and Ray. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, Thank man. you for coming back. And we'll, we'll be back in a couple of weeks doing um, uh, Weird Science, so that'll be fun. Good God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, which one That's of these kids... That's going to be a good one for you, Chris. <laughs> which one of these kids is doing his own yeah. thing? <laughs> Chris well, no, is, uh, Chris is gonna watch gonna be all three of us loving See, this thing, all, and he's gonna be I'm like, "I'm gonna be all self conscious because I'm gonna watch this movie." I'm like, "What did they think of me?" Like, you know what I mean? No, That's like, no, but I don't no, care no. what it's people think that, of me. Like, so hey, no, no, I love you for no. exactly no. who you are, and I'm wondering what you're gonna Here's think the of thing: it. Uh, the three of us grew up on this film, so we loved it when we were 13 and 14, and have great memories from that, and refuse to let go of how much maybe we like it. Um, yeah. you're seeing it but as a 47 year old, yeah, or yeah. 46. It's different, yeah, 46. Mm -hmm. So, you're seeing it at 46 <laughs> for the first time. That's that's gonna be like a like you know, getting hit by a bag of hammers or no, something, yeah, because there's a lot of stuff that doesn't all right, I can't wait, yeah. Oh, no, this is. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, we'll get to that full yeah. final judgment, but I'm going to, you know, assume it's not, like, as hold-up-y as, as everything as, else. I know it's not a Hold-up-y. Yeah, that's yeah. up there with the Shermerverse. I know. <laughs> I can't no, no, wait to get back to the Shermerverse. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. And we're doing Gremlins soon, aren't we? Look doing Gremlins soon? What? Are we doing Gremlins soon, too? Yes, next week. Oh, is that next week? All right. Unless that's a lie. Yeah, I never know. I, said it. I try not to tell people, but... Uh, yeah, next week, uh, yeah, we're going to cool. do Gremlins, so uh, should be good. And um, all right, everybody, have a great week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.